0: This episode of Two Girls One podcast explores the ridiculous conspiracy theory that the internet is full of bots and fake manipulative content, which we all know is insane because everything on the internet is clearly made by smart, well-meaning humans who just want to make the world a better place. And now, here are your favorite vocaloids, I mean definitely human hosts, Lindsay Ford and Allison Goldberg.
1: Hello everyone, I am Lindsay. And I am Ally. And this is Two Girls, One Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Also joining us as usual is
2: Mr. Matthew. Hello. Hey.
3: Hello. Ooh, I was just trying to do like you guys are doing. I don't, I don't
2: know. know why yeah. we did that, but it happened, okay. you know? You know,
1: it did mm-hmm. happen. It did happen. Uh-
2: <laughs> So every week, if you're new here, we look at how the internet has allowed different trends and groups to take off. And that often means a lot of wonderful things, but sometimes it means a lot of terrible things, as we've seen with the uh, downfall of society. So (laughs) today we're looking at a conspiracy theory. We know that love is dead, we know that bipartisanship is dead, but did you know that the internet might be dead?
1: Wow, that was great, Allie. (laughs) That was great. I'm going to choose to believe you came up with that whole thing off the top. That was great.
2: I did, actually, because we found out we're doing this interview, like, when I woke up half half an hour ago.
1: You know, you're so creative, Allie Don't don't let anyone tell you any differently I mean, was someone <laughs>
2: saying differently? This is like some weird backhanded compliment, Lindsay I <laughs> 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 Like, what's happening here? This is
1: <laughs> I didn't even realize that it was like a weird, like, mother-in-law flight um,
2: I thought you're you meant beautiful. like that I was don't using that Don't let anyone any- tell you otherwise <laughs> <laughs>
1: My gosh, my I'm so son's perfect
2: sorry. for you. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise.
1: <laughs> His last girlfriend was not as good as you, no matter what I might say in my sleep. What?
2: <laughs> Excuse me? Did, I, did we all hear the same thing?
1: Well, yes, the internet is dead, but... I am very much alive, and I know it because I filled my life with life-affirming things this week.
2: But do we know that you're alive? Because you could be an ai mm. that we recorded that like we created you're a bot when jen left we got a bot to replace her <laughs> it's true because most
1: people are listening to this through the internet which is yeah you is, could be a bot yeah i'm a boogie boogie bot i mean you're a
2: cu- you're a cute bot and don't let anyone <laughs> tell you otherwise yeah.
1: the cast <laughs> member at disneyland who had to clean up my spit up on thursday definitely doesn't think i'm a bot I threw up on the Incredicoaster.
2: I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I threw up on the Incredicoaster because that's what happens when you're in your 30s and you eat a whole candy apple (laughs) shaped like Minnie Mouse by yourself. And then you get tricked into being on the swinging cart of the Ferris wheel. This is a bad choice for anyone. Like as I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, maybe it's not that I'm in my 30s. Maybe it's just that that's not a good choice for anybody. No, I but think some I did things it.
2: come around, like kids eat a candy apple and vomit, and then you're an adult. And then there's a tipping point where you also cannot do these things.
1: I'm at, th- I tipped over. Yeah, you tipped. It's tipped. <laughs> I tipped. Yeah. It was fun while it lasted. And then I had to go home.
2: Yeah. You said that, that you fine. did many, uh, life affirming things this weekend. Was that one of them?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was great to be at Disneyland and California Adventure all day long until I threw up, and then I left, and that was great. And then I went to the Dodger game. I had great field-level seats, went with Mm. a few of my friends. I – I. Took an edible and I did not tell them And they thought, wow Lindsay got really drunk off of One and a half drinks, that's crazy Because I was like, wow I feel really tired and heavy And giggly
2: My problem is that When I take an edible, I can no longer Follow the thread of a conversation Which is how you know I'm not high Or actually maybe maybe I am high While I record these, you know
3: <laughs> I was going to say, how many have you had during uh, recording?
2: Yeah, so Oh I also held a bunch of babies
1: At a baby shower I know
2: she loves oh, babies I sent strange. pictures to
1: Allie Cause she was like Come drinking And I was like I can't I'm holding a baby But
2: here's what I didn't understand You were like <laughs> Is my future husband at that party And I was like No but is your future husband At the baby party <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but there were babies, you ding dong. Like, I'm not going to leave hanging out with babies who literally smell like sunshine and hope to go and <laughs> hang out. Wow. With oh, you adults, lo- uh, i are not going to marry. I feel
2: like you and I have so much in common, but there's like a hard turn right there. You know what I mean? Because for me, I'd be like, get me out of this fucking party. There are babies here and they can't hold a conversation. They can't even hold their own heads up, really. I know. It's
1: so funny.
3: I think you're approaching babies wrong. Me? Yeah. You're like going to a party, being like, "So, what did you think, baby, about uh, the current state of political affairs?" And you're like, "This baby's fucking stupid.
2: Babies are stupid. Yeah. Just sniff
1: the top of their they head. They can't even walk." I my friends were so kind because I was sniffing this baby like it was poppers. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, it smells so good. Oh gosh, this baby smells so good." There it is. Hang on, hang on.
3: When you said you took an edible. Did, did, did you eat a baby?
1: No, it wasn't at the baby party. That was at the Dodger game.
3: Oh, I'm just all right, making sure. We're, yeah, we're he wanted to know if ate here. the baby. Yeah,
1: no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Babies are edible, so. Yeah. I don't think that's legal.
2: I mean, everyone <laughs> I know is like, "Oh my god, that baby's so cute! I just want to eat it."
1: People do say that, and
2: I want to eat its leg. I just want to gobble it up. <laughs>
1: <But> <laughs> they like, mean, like down. they mean they mean like I just want to. Put it so close to me. I just mm-hmm. want to put
2: it in my mouth and chew it.
1: Yeah, they <laughs> and do swallow. Mean that. No, not the swallowing part.
3: That's a different no? episode.
0: <laughs> hey, hey,
1: so Ali, I know you weren't holding babies, but what did you do this weekend?
2: I went to a concert.
1: Ooh, what did you go see? Who was performing?
2: Sylvanesso. Honestly, oh my gosh. What? I didn't even know who they were. My friend was like, you want to go to a concert? And I was like, a concert? Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had friends
2: that were at that
1: concert at the Greek, right?
2: Yeah. It was at the Greek. I'd never been to the Greek because I moved to LA like you know not that long before the pandemic, so I've really haven't done much. So it so you know it's outdoors. We wore masks. You had to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. Yeah, it was cool. I don't know how to human anymore. Uh, I was like, "Ooh, cool, yay, people!" <laughs> I like swayed awkwardly, you know? and <laughs> I like don't know how to do things. <laughs>
1: I have friends that went to that show at the Greek. I also went to a concert this weekend.
2: <laughs> did you see Kaigo? No, I did not. Oh, Apparently Kaigo <laughs> was here this weekend and I really, I went to a Kaigo concert once and I was shocked how awesome it was. What'd you, would you see? The LA
1: Phil performed the score of Black Panther while Black Panther screened at the Hollywood Bowl. And oh, it's that's very cool. cool because I know the composer Ludwig. And the last time I had texted him was when he went, won the Oscar for Black Panther for being the composer for Black Panther. Wow.
2: Wait, his name is what? Ludwig?
1: hmm Is that just Grandison. like
2: what your name has to be if you're a composer? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's Swedish. Sure he is. Speaking of real humans, let's talk about ones that might not be real. Me I really wanted to say dead humans, but that was like oh, really no. dark. It was really mm. dark. so I didn't, but then I did. so I ruined everything. <laughs> dead humans were real,
3: though, before they died. What if everyone died from COVID except us and we're the only ones left?
2: I mean, honestly, like, we vaccinated. Oh like, right. this post-apocalyptic world we're, li- we're actually, I guess we're not living in a post-apocalyptic world. We're living in the apocalyptic world.
3: Yeah. we're living in the apocalypse. Check this out. Mm-hmm. We are living. In the post-apocalyptic world of the dinosaurs.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. Did I just blow your mind? That is very accurate. Who's going to live in the post-apocalyptic world of the humans?
3: That's a great question. We assume some it's going to be, other... be a handful of humans,
2: us. but it's going to be...
3: Yep. No, some other species. D- like... Obviously, dinosaurs were not, like, aware or sentient of what was going on. But imagine you're just... How do you da-dum? know? Da-dum. You don't know that. No, that's true. No, hey, you're right. Just living life and then whoosh, your entire world is obliterated. And then millions of years later, these weird aliens called humans are just, like, walking all over your, all over your stuff.
2: And ruining and it, using
1: really. Your, yeah. Using your body to and destroy digging up your their bones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, are people right. going to be digging up our bones later? Right. I mean, we're already right. doing it. Using, using,
3: <laughs> using our dead bodies as fuel for, like, something we can't even imagine. That's why. like, It's
2: actually really world. sad when you think about the dinosaurs just being completely obliterated all at once. Like, if we just yeah. died in a rain of fire tomorrow. All right. If we did, do you guys have any regrets? Wow. Anyone? Anyone? All right. All right. It's time. Let's not let this get too too, dark. That
3: was too heavy. It's time for trivia. It's time for trivia. In a weird way, no regret. My only regrets are like, man, I wish I had made more things so that someone out there maybe one day will remember me. But if there's no one left because the world is obliterated... What's the point? There's no to point regret? in any of this. Yeah. No, nothing to regret. There you go. It's it's comforting. <laughs> I feel there comforting. you
1: go. Well, tell us what dead things we're going to talk about in our trivia.
3: Well, yeah, we're speaking about the dead internet theory. And, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about the apocalypse. We're talking about people dying and robots. And, and I just want to stop and say that I am grateful. I'm grateful for our guest today. I'm grateful for our audience. I'm grateful for you, our great hosts, our recording equipment. I'm just grateful for it.
1: I'm grateful for the way the top of a baby's head smells. There Allie just threw up.
2: You're more than grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's next <laughs> level, really. into
3: it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's trivia, speaking of dead things and being grateful is about the Grateful Dead. Perhaps you've heard of them.
2: Oh, amazing. I love that twist. Let's do it.
3: And of course... They're long-lived, passionate fans who follow them literally fucking everywhere, known affectionately as deadheads, Deadheads. did you know that there is a strong contingent of deadhead culture who are deaf? They also go to Grateful Dead concerts regularly and enjoy the music in a very special way. How do hearing-impaired fans who call themselves deafheads Enjoy Grateful Dead Concerts. Speaking of concerts I have three choices. One of these is Real. Two I made up A. Since 1974 the Grateful Dead have set Up a light sequence machine Close to the stage that is synced to The rhythm of the drums and the Bass. The section is reserved For hearing impaired fans Who dance along to the light show This used to be run Manually by one of the roadies Who would have to like hit buttons to the beat of the songs, Uh, but since then, uh, more recently, it has been automated. That is choice A. Choice B, deafheads bring inflated balloons to the concert and stand in a special area very close to the bass player's amp. They feel the vibrations of the bass through the balloons, and that's how they enjoy the show. Or is it C? Deafheads attend the show in a special seating area where it is safe to take psychedelic drugs. (laughs) Once the concert gets going, they enjoy a projection of two movies, The Wizard of Oz and Dr. Zhivago. Longtime fans understand where the band's set list syncs up to these movies so Deafheads know exactly what song is playing. At any given time, which right. of these? It can't is be true. That last
1: one is so be stupid because literally be every yeah. single yeah. place in a a, a Dead, Grateful Dead concert is for psychedelics. that's insane. And that just
2: showed how naive Matt is about psychedelics. That he yeah. made that up. That's not. It's and just, it's, just it's a, not a, legal, so you couldn't really have an official thing. Mm, and you're supposed mm. to watch
1: The Wizard of Oz with the dark side of the moon
2: mm-hmm
1: Twice. Twice. so it's back not c
2: lindsay what do you what do you think b or a i really hope it's a me too oh and and in fact are you going with a yeah i think i'm gonna go with a as well
3: whoa unprecedented that's true Two for choice well, the a
2: balloons of b are throwing me off
3: i hmm.
1: know balloons are cool I mean, They're it's cool. I cool. I don't I, know why I think that would be part of, of it. All of these things should be options. Like there should be balloons available for hard of hearing people at concerts to just hold. Why? So they can feel the vibrations.
2: But do they need the balloons to feel the vibrations?
1: No, but then they can feel and see, I don't know, it seems more
4: Cuz I know that deaf people do
2: enjoy some music through the vibrations. So yeah. that part is true. I don't know that they need balloons for it. No, they don't need them. It would just be nice. That's why we're picking A. Okay, but it would just be cool. Yeah.
3: What if they're lunars?
2: Well, then that's fantastic because you know then they can enjoy the concert while masturbating. <laughs> oh,
1: that's not legal most of the time.
2: Yeah, uh, Lindsay, just so you know, lunars are people with a balloon fetish. I know people who have a
1: balloon phobia. Mm.
2: Hmm. You know, what? like truly afraid of balloons. Each their own, you know.
3: All right, so you're both sticking with A. We will find out how deafheads enjoy the Grateful Dead after this commercial break.
2: We would like to thank the following bots for supporting us. We here would like to thank the people who donate to our Patreon at the $10 or more level. Wesley Cordell, Jerry Duran, Jessica Fox. Kathy Phillips. Matthew Scott. Melissa Elliott.
1: William.
2: Allison. That makes it sound like I thanked myself. It's okay. Allison's new. Thanks, Allison. Thanks, Allison. You got a great name. Thank you to all of the bots. You can also have us read your name in weird ways if you go to patreon.com slash 2G1P and contribute at the $10 or more level. And we hope that you will. Please.
0: number one marketplace for definitely not supernatural musical instruments (laughs) craigslist free piano
2: (laughs) you pick it up leicester circa 1966 lutz
0: area not possessed or haunted in any way
2: less than 24 months ago played by human hands six minutes since (laughs) not a player piano does not play by itself (laughs) comes with bench has wheels please take this out of my home
1: I don't want to be rude and call people names, but that's a witch, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> I saw this. Um, I don't want to steal jokes, but I saw, I saw this stand-up. It's not mine. I saw a stand-up this weekend. It was talking about how, like, L.A. dating is weird because, like, women are, call- like all, women are like witches now and it's okay. And I feel like that's totally a thing here <laughs> in Venice. We were like, I'm a witch and, like, these are my <laughs> crystals and my, my moon circle. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Everybody's trying to be a
1: witch because we're like we we're not into being like hot ideals for you. We're going to be craggy old mean people because we were witches. You know, it's like instead of being like I'm a bitch, it's like I'm a badass witch. I'm powerful and I'm not trying to be here for your ideals.
2: Right. There's Not necessarily also,
1: Wiccans practicing spells.
2: Well, this is I think there's like a lot of Wiccans here in Venice. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> I think I, there's a lot of Wiccans. Yeah, yeah, but um, Broad City had the best episode ever where they were like reclaiming witch is like a very empowering thing, but then at the end there like really was this like fire drum circle. Like they and like the <laughs> woman like flies away. It's amazing. Um so I think we should take it back and we are all witches. With the exception of Matthew, who is a wizard. (laughs) Or a warlock, maybe. Yeah, Yeah. maybe a warlock. Warlocks
1: have more warts than wizards. Mm -hmm.
3: I like the (laughs) mythology of witches that are not like wicked or evil. I feel like that was very Wizard of Ozzy. Like that's where that came from. I could be wrong. Maybe it predates it. But like, I like the sort of medieval witch. witch.
2: And the bad right, witch. right.
3: But the whole like cackling evil broomstick. I don't know if yeah. that comes from Wizard of Oz or previously, but like I like the like, oh, yeah, our town witch who is like a healer and protects the village. I think that is more mythological or medieval, um, like, uh, like almost like a shaman kind of I a think, character. Yeah,
1: witches are just like basically smart women who are not living up to the societal ideal. They like, they don't have kids, you know, they know yeah, medicine, but they can't yeah. be doctors, witches so they're witches, Or also- you think. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't be a doctor, so I'm a damn witch, that's, you're welcome, here's, your baby's gonna live, congrats.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Witches are also women in Texas who have had abortions, because the Salem witch mm-hmm. trials are back, where mm-hmm. you can report on women, mm. and take them I- to court. So there you go. You know, we were hating on
1: uh, on the internet, but God bless the internet for fucking up that website real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, good luck reporting. We've reported your dumbass governor and his wife forty thousand times in the last nice.
3: hour. I nice. love it. Yeah, yeah, hacktivism. Mm-hmm. Love it.
1: Hacktivism. Oh, that's a new term I learned. Thank you.
2: And speaking of, let's learn the trivia answer.
3: So there are a lot of deadheads out there and and some of them are hearing impaired. They call themselves the deafheads and they go to a lot of Grateful Dead concerts despite not hearing the music quite the same way that that, uh, others hear it. Uh, What are they doing? Uh, You both picked A... Uh, that there is a light sequencing machine that is synced up to the drums and the bass. Uh, This used to be a manual process, but it has since been automated. Nobody chose B, which is uh, that they are holding inflated balloons and standing very close to a bass amp to feel the vibrations. And also nobody chose C, uh, that they stand in a special area, take psychedelic drugs, and watch The Wizard of Oz, speaking of, and uh, Dr. Zhivago. That's Pink uh, it, This might be the first time in two G one P history, or it is certainly a rare event for both hosts to choose the same answer. Mm-hmm. Are we sticking mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. A?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. The correct answer is it's B. It's the balloons. It's the
1: balloons.
3: It's the Man. balloons. Well,
1: that's fine. Damn, I almost I like that I with B. I think that is interactive and cool, but I wish it that there was like a. It. A a Grateful Dead roadie that just had to light up the lights because <laughs> scramble you know like,
3: people need my, it like a uh, pl- pl- playing guitar hero live at a concert to try to make the lights light up <laughs> mm-hmm. this I guess this is fairly known among uh, deadhead like I guess if you go to a lot of concerts uh, you're going to see this Lindsay
2: and I are not deadheads so absolutely I, uh, not. I
3: expected uh, that not to be the case not
2: even a
1: fish friend
3: yeah. Phil Lesh is the bass player, and I, you know, he's got a big old bass amp. And it is understood that there is a zone uh, there where uh, deaf heads get to hang out with the balloons. Uh, there may also be a sign language translator. Maybe those are members of the team or volunteers. Um, and I think this was also. Discussed a bit in a documentary that was made about deadheads, and reported again in Rolling Stone. So, uh, yeah, deafheads are are a community unto themselves within the larger deadhead community.
1: That's badass. You know, that's a really good community. They support each other. They love each other. They like what they like. I'm happy. I think for that's them. nice. Yeah,
2: it's good that you brought us a bit of uplifting news.
1: Mm -hmm. In the face of the end of society. (laughs)
2: And speaking of the end of society, I think our guest is here.
1: Helping us delve into the weird, wild world of internet conspiracy theories is Caitlin Tiffany, who is a staff writer for The Atlantic and who actually wrote an article about the dead internet theory. Caitlin, welcome.
4: (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Okay, so
2: how dead is the internet? (laughs) Because this is a big conspiracy theory, but there also is a little bit of truth to it because there's a lot of bots on the internet. Such as Lindsay, she's a bot. Yeah. But yeah. So if you could take it back for us, like how did you discover this conspiracy theory and what is it?
4: Yeah. So I think the theory was originally posted the day before the Capitol riot, but I probably came across it about a week or so later when I was just like, I hate the internet everything is terrible. We're just having the same conversations all the time about how, like someone went online and became an insane person and like started believing in horrible things and like doing violence towards others. Um, So I was kind of trying to, I guess, break out of my internet routine and came across this forum called the Agora Road Macintosh Cafe, which, you know, is sort of like a mixed bag. I'm not going to go so far as to recommend that anybody spend their time really on any unmoderated internet forum. but. It was like weird and it had an interesting vibe going on, just like a bunch of pseudonyms talking about lo-fi hip-hop and like random internet ephemera and kind of pretending that it was the 90s aesthetically and, you know, sometimes just jokingly in their interaction. So... That was where I I first came across the dead internet theory, which was posted by a user named Illuminati Pirate. Great username. (laughs) Yeah. So the theory was very long and essentially Illuminati Pirate was presenting it as something that he had cobbled together from posts that he'd been reading on 4chan and Wizard Chan, which is like an internet forum for like adult male virgins who believe that you like accrue magical powers through celibacy. So Okay, pin
2: in that because Wow We yeah. actually like- wanted to <laughs> look at Wizard Chan, but it actually seems like it's pretty hateful and misogynist, but when described just at a top line level sounds fucking delightful so I know I don't want to derail <laughs> us too much but perhaps at the end of this interview we can also have a little primer on that for our listeners sure anyway so go go on yes
4: <laughs> so it's not that is not a place I specifically found I uh, spent a lot of time Um, but that's for the best but uh, yeah I think like from reading the reading the dead end theory like you do kind of have to like hold your nose a little bit because there is some kind of casual like 4chan and, and wizard chan language that like i don't care to repeat uh,
2: by that you mean casual misogyny casual misogyny casual <laughs>
4: transphobia you know and it's it's like pretty typical on um like 4chan to refer to like a normie type of person as a normal like f slur wait what like a normal f-a-g that's like oh uh, wow wow so that's in there a couple of times well fortan is just like a whole pit of misery that you don't want to go and do that yeah <laughs> wow. but um but the general gist of the theory that like that bots on the internet had just proliferated under the guidance of the government in order to just like completely decimate like free thought or our ability to communicate with each other is really interesting and not original at all, of course, but like fun to think about, especially in some of the specific instances that were provided. Like um, I mentioned this in the article, but I thought it was really funny that they mentioned the repetitiveness of news events, how like when you spend a lot of time online, you start to have a really strong feeling of deja vu. Like I've read this news story before. I've seen this conversation before. I've seen this like cycle of Outrage before and one example They gave was like there's always news Events about the moon <laughs> And I felt that so powerfully I think that's like why I wanted to actually Spend any more time thinking about this because I was Just like I hate the moon oh. There's always <laughs> These like stupid Okay, Let's
2: not blame the moon <laughs> and she, It's
4: not her fault
1: that she's always Circling the earth in the same way And we're just like ooh
2: <laughs> And that people in Venice love astrology <laughs> But, every
3: fucking day sun moon every day come on <laughs> tired of it
2: get some new hobbies son
4: get
3: a new, get a new orbit
4: yeah well that's the thing that was like i let me mean, the moon is great just just let it do its normal thing stop telling me that it's like a super flower blood moon that only happens once every 200 years but i swear that it happened three weeks ago like that kind of thing I just like, don't want to see any more of those stories ever again. Like what's the best angle and like contact lens prescription and like cocktail pairing for like viewing this week's blue moon. Like, no, I, I hate <laughs> it. And so that was why I was like really invested in this idea that the whole internet's fake because, <laughs> because I have personally felt it was fake whenever someone tells me to look at the moon.
2: Yeah. Something I find really interesting that we touched upon in a previous episode is the idea that conspiracy theories, many of them, start with a grain of truth and then there's a tipping point where they leave reality. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say is that tipping point for this particular theory? So, what are the things that you're like, okay, I get it? Such as, like, yeah, they're always talking about moon and zodiac and recycled stories. Yeah, and bots and things like that. So, where is it real? And then, where? Where does it solidly leave reality for you? Okay.
4: Well, so I think where it's obviously real is that a majority of internet traffic comes from bots. Like every social media platform is in constant ground war against bots. And that part is real. And the idea that conversations are really repetitive and predictable is also real because humans. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, because humans, but also because there are like engagement incentives to that, like as soon as you see someone say something annoying, like, you know that you can dunk on them and like get rewarded for that. Or like, you know, I was just looking again at a bunch of those like really hokey like Twitter accounts that only tweet relatable content, quote unquote, relatable, (laughs) which are usually for like getting a bunch of followers and then like selling the account. Like there are reward systems in place for like being boring, basically, (laughs) or like conforming to like a a cycle of conversation that people find familiar and like know what to do with. So, you know, like when a Republican is hypocritical, people like really know what Mm -hmm. to do with that. They know how to like smack down like a hypocrisy and like uh, maybe get like a quote tweet from AOC. Um, (laughs) Like those kinds of things (laughs) really do just like repeat over and over because of like the way that the mainstream internet is set up now. I think the tipping point is like, if you've ever listened to a congressional hearing about social media, it would be pretty clear that the federal government has- That they have no idea how it works. no clue how it works, could never organize a conspiracy at this level.
3: But that's what they want you to believe. That's what they want you to
4: believe. (laughs) Come on. No, that's fair, that's fair. That is is how a conspiracy theory (laughs) self-seals. (laughs) But yeah, and then I think the other the other thing that they're really failing to take into account with this conspiracy theory is like, yeah, as you mentioned, like people are just kind of boring, like people are just not being that their creative best at all times on the internet. And like the People who I saw like really discussing this theory are people who really pride themselves on being extremely online and having been extremely online longer than anyone else, and being like really intellectually superior to other people. So they seem invested in believing like the conversations on Reddit couldn't possibly be this repetitive because I, that means I've wasted my life. It must be <laughs> there, <laughs> the government is, uh, you know, trying to control my brain through artificial intelligence. I also think.
1: Basically, what people are upset about is that the Internet is controlled by basic bitches <laughs> and everything is so banal that they can't even believe that this is who they choose to hang out with. It's like they're a smart, athletic pretty high schooler and all their friends are just one of those things. And they're like, why can't I interact with someone who's up to my level? But it's because you're choosing to be here on the internet or in this friend group. You know what I mean? Uh And then their response, as opposed to searching out someone or some part of the internet that actually has what they want is to say, I hate this place. Let's, let's all go. You know, it's like people who don't like their elected officials, so they don't vote. This is not how you fix it. <laughs> like You have to change how you interact and like point it out without being like, it's dead. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. There's got to be a better reaction.
2: So where does it get really crazy? Like are lizard people involved? Like what go- what
4: happens? Uh, yeah, I guess I was kind of instinctually just from having covered internet conspiracy theories for a long time like waiting for the point where this one became something really like indefensible and not fun you know like anytime you're having fun online you're kind of waiting until the moment where it's like oh actually this is deeply anti-semitic or like this is really I can't even look at this. It's not even acceptable for me to enjoy this. But I felt like the reason I could still enjoy this conspiracy theory was because of the lack of energy put into the who's behind it part. It seemed like whoever was contributing to this was really interested in pointing out all the ways in which the internet seems fake and much less interested in who in the government would be doing this, why they would be doing it, whether some you know minority group or like segment of the population was secretly responsible in an unfortunate way, whether lizard people were responsible, it never gets that far. It's just like a lot of excitement and a lot of detail in the part that's about like, okay, this is fake. This is fake. I saw this online and it scared me. None of you are real, (laughs) but am I real? Like just going on and on and all of that. And then being like, oh yeah. And it's probably the government to get us to buy stuff. Like so boring, really was not the fun part of the theory. And so I found that kind of refreshing and a really good change of pace from the last five years of life online where everything does seem to turn out to be lizard people or Jews and lizard people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And pedophiles, but not the ones that I'm friends with. They're fine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you were saying that wasn't the fun part. What was
4: the fun part? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fun part was, I guess, just once I sat with it, like thinking of all the things that I've seen online that felt that way to me and having kind of like a interesting way to reframe them rather than just like stewing in the monotony and being like, oh my God, I'm so irritated by people having the same Twitter conversations over and over again about like whether showering once a day is classist or like what counts as a toxic personality or um, like how I'm supposed to respond to someone saying they're busy. Like, I'm so sick of those conversations. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like a load has been lifted from my shoulders. If I can see that stuff unfolding and be like, haha, like those are bots, like that's a psyop. Instead of being like, oh God, why have I chosen a career that forces me to spend all my time here? Why have I chosen like a cultural milieu that requires me to know about these stupid feuds between like, you know, people who live, work in New York city media and are just like arguing about the same things all the time. I really felt freed. I really felt like I can do it. I can, like, go back on the internet. Like, maybe I'll follow some new Tumblrs today. Like, it really felt liberating. (laughs) So,
2: but if they think the internet's dead, do they think the buck stops with them? So they are real, but everyone else is... Mm, fake
4: i guess so and then and, and then when i was looking at where you know the post had been shared in some subreddit and some other message boards or people were sort of arguing in the comments playfully about like well it seems like a bot would write this and then you know someone would respond well it seems like a bot would say that and i thought that was really funny and like sort of mind bendy just because like the people were obviously joking, but at the same time, like it is really weird that a lot of people don't have that relationship to the internet anymore, where you are kind of spending your time in a few forums and like really getting to know the people who post in them, even if you only know them based on their username. Like it seems like a lot more people now are just dropping in someplace and having a random conversation, and you really don't have any way of knowing if the other people are real or not, um, or like what their motives are. I-, I think like that's probably the more confusing part. Just as like an internet culture reporter, I'm constantly like approaching other people's conversations without context and you have to really like not make any assumptions about why someone's saying the things that they're saying or like if it's part of their real identity or performance. And I just thought like those conversations were really just kind of trippy because everybody is challenging whether another person really exists but I don't think they actually feel that at some level they don't really exist cuz they are just another person writing the same comments that you're writing this is like this is going to reflect poorly on my like suburban protestant upbringing but I'm always <laughs> thinking about that there's like that bible verse where god is like I think of you all as like sparrows in the sky like I know every hair on your head and I've always found that very comforting because it was like, I do not matter at all. God loves me and that stupid sparrow, the same amount. That's how I feel about commenters on the internet. Like, we're all just sparrows, (laughs) all just hairs on one head.
2: (laughs) So, as an internet culture reporter, what do you think this particular conspiracy theory teaches us about where the internet's been and where it's going?
4: You know, the instinct to say, like, the internet was better before mainstream social media, in the age of, like, personal websites, and listservs and all that stuff it's pretty common now to say like oh I really miss that things were so much better than we had these like little communities and people like felt safe and they had each other you know like obviously to some extent that's true and like I wasn't really old enough to be using the internet that much when that was true but I've read like people's accounts of it and it sounds like really interesting and like it really had a vivid and important role to play in people's lives but at the same time like there's a rose-colored glasses element there mainstream social media platforms have been successfully put under pressure to combat like hate speech and targeted harassment and revenge porn and all of these like horrible things that were just like running amok on the early internet you know the internet was not a very safe place to be anybody other than like a white man who's in 7th 4chan until pretty recently like you know <laughs> until the last five years really so i think it underlines just like how naive that perspective is how outdated it is. And like rightly so, like that's a cliche to say you miss the old internet and it's an incorrect opinion to have at some level. And I think people really know that now, especially even in just like the last year and a half, like during the pandemic, there's been so many crises of content moderation that I think have really approached the level of like mainstream awareness, not just people who spend their whole lives online talking about those issues. And maybe the debate has gotten a little bit weird and derailed by the fact that a like president of United States had to be banned from Twitter. But like, (laughs) in general, I think it's been pretty productive. And people have started to think about what responsibilities they have to each other online that are similar to the responsibilities they have offline. And you can't really like long for a day before any of that that makes you sound like those creepy people who are like i want to live in the victorian era and it's like well okay
3: (laughs) (laughs) that probably wasn't a good time for a lot of people either good
1: luck having stinky clothes all
3: of the time (laughs) one other little tiny observation here that i think really drives with what caitlin's saying is that um I certainly agree with you, Caitlin, that the mainstream platforms have come a long way. They are better now, but uh, we are also observing, especially through this show, small communities that just exist for the sake of their own uh, importance and smallness, like Discord servers and small subreddits and YouTube channels and Twitch. Like In a way, I think the internet is responding to like, oh God, Twitter is a cesspool. We're not getting value there. Let's come into this little clubhouse. And it is reminiscent of the forums of of old, you know, I I think we are slowly evolving back toward what connectivity is for, which is meaningful connection, as opposed to who can shout the loudest on a platform.
2: Matt's an eternal (laughs) optimist, and I love it. I think we're witnessing the downfall of society. Society
1: (laughs) has fallen before. We
3: are, but I'm saying that we are are covering on this show places where it's like, no, 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 we don't, we're not here for that. We want to do our own thing. And then cool stuff can happen uh, in other corners of the internet
2: yeah I mean again Matt I love that you're an optimist I just I'm with Matt no I'm with Matt (laughs) good someone needs to be optimistic around here you know some people are going to have a Luddite reaction to
1: all of the internet right there's going to be kids who only like to play IRL they're going to be like I'm so cool in retro like Mm -hmm. all I ever do (laughs) is see my friends in person
2: like record players are cool
1: yeah exactly like all I ever do is see my My friends in person, especially after the freaking pandy, I think that people (laughs) are going to really go all in on like full on interaction for a while such that this sort of like Instagram life that we're all a part of right now is going to taper and transform to like a different thing. That's what I hope as well. I hope so.
3: But also kids using kids as as an example. I think kids are generally steering a little bit more clear of the Facebooks and Twitters because they're not interested in shouting for engagement. They are trying to coalesce around other kids who share their interests. And obviously, kids use Instagram and TikTok and and everything. But name a teenager on Facebook. I don't think that they're there. No.
2: Yeah, Facebook is apparently for olds now. (laughs) This theory into some obvious disinformation. So in what ways is it paralleling a lot of those same crises or, you know, can it teach us anything about disinformation? Do you see any light at the end of the tunnel with that crisis?
4: Hmm. I'm not sure if it teaches us anything specifically about disinformation, but a- approaching it as a journalist, I have been trying to think more critically about like what specifically makes conspiracy thinking dangerous under what circumstances, because, you know, I think there has been rightfully a lot of attention paid to them in the last couple of years, but also maybe like a little bit of a panic about them in a way that's not like edifying all the time. And journalists maybe have gotten to a place where we just kind of reflexively say like conspiracy theories are dangerous, full stop. And I had to, really like deliberately opened my mind about that. I read like a lot of books about the JFK assassination (laughs) earlier in the pandemic. And I learned that a lot of the like independent researchers, quote unquote, who were digging into that at the beginning in the 60s and 70s were like really smart and interesting people who were just like really committed to being useful and productive citizens of the United States and like questioning a government narrative that was actually like really did need to be questioned and eventually questions were answered and some people didn't move on but that's kind of a different thing so in this case like no i don't think anybody is going to blow up an actual government plot and like reveal a huge conspiracy to trick us all into like buying a certain diaper brand or anything but at some level it is kind of productive to toy with conspiracy theories and to like think about bizarre explanations for things and it's entertaining and it's fun and it like is an interesting intellectual exercise like I think as journalists we should be really clear about the point where it becomes something else like where you're just questioning all scientific expertise or playing into like tropes about people's like ethnic heritage or things that like actually can lead someone to violence or can lead to like the spread of misinformation that threatens people's lives or undermines democracy and like in this case like who knows maybe like 10 years from now i'll be like wow i really like fucked up in that interview and like it's crazy that the united states is now under the control of like the dead internet theory people and like that really got out of control <laughs> but i really doubt it i think it's like it's fun to think about and an interesting thought exercise and like leads to interesting conversations about like real things that we don't like about the internet or that we would want to change but i would like to just i guess defend a certain level of in Correct information, not necessarily being like dangerous disinformation.
2: Right. I guess where do you see that line? And how can digital literacy be improved where people understand where that line is? Because it goes back to what we were saying earlier, where there is an element of conspiracy theories or conspiracy theorism where it makes sense, right? Like question things, see if things add up. You know, there have been government cover ups, but like how can people be taught you're leaving reality now? Because for instance, we're seeing this play out very much with the whole anti vax movement where it's like, yeah, you should question where things came from and what. You're putting in your body, but at a certain point, if the vast medical consensus by all of the experts is to get the vaccine, then go fucking get the vaccine. Right. <laughs> so, like, how how do we, as a society, navigate that line where it's like, yeah, there are bots, and a lot of the internet is spam and fake, and people regurgitating things based on the algorithms, but it's not a government conspiracy to get us to buy diapers. So, wh- what is that line, and how do you think we can better teach people to recognize that line? Yeah, I'm getting into a very philosophical debate about the internet but i think like that's kind of where the dead internet theory leads us yeah
4: we're just going to, we're just going to figure out like the epistemological crisis of our age right now <laughs> um
2: yeah
3: <laughs> this is a, that's it
4: i would
2: like you to solve this
4: for us so <laughs> you is
2: that too much <laughs>
4: Um, <laughs> let me see Well <laughs> I guess maybe Here's the thing I'm not a researcher I'm not an academic I'm not a philosopher However just- Girl
2: You can be anything You want to be As the internet Taught you nothing <laughs> it's true it's- Also be a straight White man You're all these things
4: Yeah <laughs> Okay well my opinion As a man Is that um, <laughs> I think just like From casual observation Of people who really Get caught up in Conspiracy theories And like can't let them Go in the face Of other evidence it's more of an ego thing I think than a literacy thing like it's not that these people aren't smart enough to process like other information it's that like once you get to a certain point of believing in your own exceptionalism and like your ability to see things that other people can't and also like you know yourself as kind of the center of the world like if for example the vaccine was poison like why have a hundred million people in the u.s taken it and most of them been fine 99.9 percent of them been fine but if you took it the government would be killing you with it like i, I think it's it's more that attitude. And I don't know the exact solution of like how to keep those people off the internet or off of certain parts of the internet. But I think it's more that like, I don't think it's really that like a normal person with their high school librarian told them not to cite Wikipedia, like goes online and is like, this is so far above what I was told to expect. Like, I'm just confused. And I'm going to start believing in QAnon. I don't think that's happening, really.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We learned this from uh, our Flat Earthers episode about people who were so far into it that they're like, yeah, this is a little crazy, but now I get to speak at conferences, so I can't give this up. That blew my mind, you know, when we learned about that. And then Ali's asking the exact philosophical questions that we need to answer, like as a society. And and I want to ask you, Caitlin, one additional like layer on it, which is like corporations and advertising platforms like Facebook and Twitter and Google do want to trick you into buying their diapers. <laughs> that is true. Right. It's so weird to me that we have a group of people who are like, wait a minute, I'm getting tricked. And you know who it is? The government. It's like, no, 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 no. Use your skepticism. As
2: opposed to, I would say- am amazon say amazon like
3: yeah. wh- what is going on where this healthy good skepticism that ali was pointing out is being redirected at the go- the government like wh- oh my god
1: why the government who barely can do anything is definitely is trying to manipulate all of us yes no cut out the middleman
3: the government wants you to buy diapers from huggies no no huggies on facebook wants you to buy diapers from huggies they have the government has nothing to do with it it's so strange
4: yeah i don't I mean, maybe it's like a devil, you know, type of thing. Like, right.
2: yeah, devil, you know, honey.
4: <laughs> it's like maybe less confusing than like international conspiracy of corporations that seem to have all kinds of different motivations. I guess the government's always been our, our boogeyman beyond the beyond the other ones, the lizard people.
3: And, and business is good. <laughs> C- capitalism is, 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 good, is yeah. good and governments are bad. Yeah,
1: It seems sort of weird. And I read in your article that a lot of people who believe the internet is that are on a mm-hmm. Joe Rogan subreddit, number one. Is he dead yet? (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> Number two, it seems like there's a specific type of person, straight white males who are not that smart and not getting enough sex, who are willing to believe these kinds of things because it's like they have nothing else.
2: Well, you've brought us back to Wizard Chan. <laughs>
3: yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> right.
1: well, speaking of Wizard Chan, I'm like, is it virgins? If, if it's all virgins, then I get it. But have are there anybody in there who had sex once and were like no 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 this isn't for me and now they have retreated to celibacy that's all i want to know about these
3: wizard jan people in exchange for powers you don't just retreat you got to get something in return
4: right i think some of them have had sex and have like disavowed it i think yeah, wow. l- let's get our quick
2: Wizard Chan primer. So, Because a lot of this starts at Wizard Chan and 4chan, right? <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: and ends at Joe Rogan's Reddit subreddit.
2: Uh, so apparently he was the first celebrity to like really endorse the 9-11 truther thing. So he's actually been a psycho for a long time, but we only just realized this. Duh. Mm. Not me. I knew the whole time. Can't wait for him to croak. <laughs> I didn't know he was such a psycho that for that long. Anyway, we'll Joe Rogan sidebar later, but yeah, he's yeah, girl. Ugh. Okay, Wizard Chan
3: and Wizard Chan. Isn't that isn't that those books? Isn't that those books you like, uh, Ally?
2: Girl, sit down. Don't you dare insult Harry Potter in front of me. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harry Potter. That's different. I'm sorry. That's totally different. My, my forgive Wait,
2: me. Wait, did it come from that? No. Stop.
1: <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
2: sorry. <laughs> you guys can insult me all you like insult harry potter i draw a line okay wizard chan
4: yeah quick primer i mean so again this is not someplace i have spent really any significant amount of time
1: good thank god
4: are you familiar with Frederick Brennan, the guy who was involved with 8chan and has kind of been going around being like, I know those two dudes, they're pretending to be QAnon.
2: Yeah, I'm vaguely familiar, but feel free to refresh for
4: all of us and the listeners. Okay, basically he created 8chan, which is like 4chan to the extreme. Another cesspool. Yeah, another
2: cesspool.
3: <laughs> 4, 4chan was too, uh, too mainstream and too censored so we got to go go deeper right
4: yes he's a complicated figure but basically he eventually like ceded control of that website to jim watkins and ron watkins these mysterious but potentially extremely stupid internet entrepreneurs (laughs) who may or may not have been posting as qanon for like a period of time So this was like a whole drama. Frederick Brennan made Wizard Tan. Essentially, it's a forum for men who hate women, like think of them as demons, who like suck the life force out of your body. So the goal is just to like remain celibate for as long as possible to achieve magical powers. If once you turn 30 as a virgin, you achieve the status of wizard. What kind of powers? I truly don't know what kind of powers you supposedly get. That is a really good question. We need
2: to go on this forum and we need to ask. Can you turn on the lights by saying Lumos? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what are the powers you get? Oh, now who's connecting it to HP? <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not insulting H.P. I'm just saying magic might be real and I want to know what powers they get, you know?
4: I thought that the the magical powers were more like, you know, like self-realization and like uh, ascending above the mortal plane of like craving sex with women who are demons. Okay, that's so stupid. But maybe there are specific (laughs) powers as well.
2: Also, like that is something you can do while getting laid, really. (laughs) In fact, I think it's easier to do while getting laid. Yeah,
1: I don't know. It's so hard for me. Alley, at light. The world is so hard for men. They need, they need less things to distract them. Okay.
2: Dead internet. I think let's hear questions from our discord.
3: All right. Yanis asks if they are even real. Mm-mm. This is one of our listeners, but are they, are they a bot or, or
2: that's the thing we can't answer for him, but I hope so, because he seems sort of delightful and uh, owns a lot of farm animals. Cool. (laughs) So if he's fake, are the farm animals also fake? (laughs) Okay, next question. All
3: right. This is sort of, uh, this is philosophical. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these questions are, of course, um, walk that similar line of like, this is so, this is very silly, but also the most important question.
2: Yeah, we haven't even talked about how this overlaps with the idea that we're all living in the main. Matrix.
3: Yes. Uh, simulation theory. Yes. A street lamp kid says Assuming there is a point of sufficiently advanced AI where a bot becomes indistinguishable from a real human or passing a Turing test of sorts, does the fear of everyone's a bot even matter since the interactions will be the same regardless of the source? Meaning, like, mm. if bots are as good as humans and we get the same satisfaction from interacting with robots as we do with interacting with humans, then what does it matter?
2: Whoa! Wow, That question blew my mind.
4: Interesting. I guess I've never seen The Matrix all the way through and I'll tell you why. I have a really hard time with what I'll call like boy thought movies. (laughs) um, Such as like the simulation theory type stuff or even like I also hate apocalypse movies for a similar reason. Obviously this is extremely broad so please don't anybody cancel me over it. (laughs) But men do just not have a thorough enough understanding of what it is like to exist in a body. Like, they are just thinking about their bodies less. During the apocalypse, every time the crew runs into a grocery store, they're like, Pop-Tarts. They're never like, Tampons. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I, I just think that, like, if every, if we were all bots, I would not be forced to menstruate. I don't know what to say. That's what I think about all the time. I can't even get into these thought experiments. I, <laughs> everything
2: you just said
3: was <laughs> Perfect. I love
4: I
2: love that you know? I love it <laughs> yeah. I love it
3: and aligns with Allie's cereal
4: theory
2: yeah I, my theory is that men are 60% made of cereal <laughs> Caitlin I'm thrilled to end right there okay perfect <laughs>
4: glad I got that out
2: thank you so much for joining us this was delightful and confusing
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you so much for inviting me this was really fun I'm excited to listen to um, the rest of your exploration of the dead web
2: yeah
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. Caitlin is great. And I think she's a badass witch, just like you and me, Allie, and not you, Matt.
2: <laughs> oh, yep. Matt, you're a wizard. But now we know about Wizard Chan. Oh. <laughs> <I'm> no, <laughs> war- I'm a no. warlock.
3: Warlock, he's a warlock. I'm not, nope, okay. I'm not okay. Wizard Chan. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: He he can't be a wizard because we know he had sex. He has a child. He has two yep, children. I have two. I have it's two children. A, so yeah, he's had twice. twice. You lost all your magic.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: poured it straight into that witch and she stole it.
3: Wait. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole thing with like athletes and boxers in particular, where it's like they don't have sex and they don't masturbate leading up to a fight because it gives, there's some stupid bullshit wisdom of like they build up their strength or their aggression and they they are just tougher, I guess, when they get out on the field. I, I'm sure that's bullshit, but that seems to be some of the mythos here i Listen, I, I imagine I think
2: there's a little bit of truth to that i think definitely don't like master it, masturbate right before you fight because i feel like you'll be a little too calm mm. you know what mm-hmm, i mean mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. also yeah. like your muscles will be tight like your your
1: hand muscles will be tight <laughs> you need to like you know stretch it out i don't know <laughs> yeah I, I yeah i think masturbating is much less basically it's an a physical exertion before you physically exert yourself. I don't think it has anything to do with sex. Right. It's like right, right, right. also probably don't run eight miles before you play a professional basketball game.
4: Mm. It's like
1: these are just obvious things, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> so, you know, but men like to blame women for their loss of power. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: You know, speaking of, no fact November is coming up. And I have pitched them many times. They have not written back. <laughs> if you know anyone at NoFap November, I want to talk to them. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm ready for us to celebrate that month together. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> you heard it here. This the was internet's great. dead. And we are created by AI. I think the thing that blew my mind the most was the idea that when AI becomes indistinguishable from humans, Will there be a difference? And or have we just created the playground for the eventual AI? It's very confusing. I'm going to go watch the movie Her again just to get caught up.
1: Mm. Interesting choice.
2: Well, if you're a bot, tweet me. Um, I'm at Allie underscore Goldie on all platforms, really. A-L-L-I underscore G-O-L-D-I. I'm at
1: the Lindsay Life. T-H-E-L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. Wait. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, that is. It. Do you know how to spell I'm your name? At the Lindsay Life. Across all platforms. And you can call us and leave us a voicemail at this number 347
2: 871
1: 6548.
0: That number again 347 871 six, eight. Six, eight. You
2: can also email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. Please do. We're still accepting applications for husbandry. That is.
1: I is can't how I'm get gonna hurt. keep using it. <laughs> like honestly, I want someone to please send us an application for like farming and are you taking making
2: ivermectin instead stuff. of getting vaccinated? <laughs> Email us. Email us. <laughs> at 2G1Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Unless you're Joe Rogan, because we can't stand oh you. Oh my God.
2: Great. And we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Oh, wait. No, Bye. go to oh, patreon.com slash 2G1P. Oh yeah. Thanks. Thank you.
3: And if Joe, if Joe Rogan is listening, uh, you know, you, you do suck. Wild. but You could, if you want to be on the show, like, that would be great for our numbers. So, uh, email
2: us. Honestly, he'd be a fascinating interview. <laughs> he would. Truly, I will be absent that day. So, have fun. I, I would be present. I would just interview him about all of the conspiracy theories he endorses and why. Amazing. Best of luck and to you. I would come armed with facts.
1: What I want everyone (laughs) listening to take away is that we love you all. We want you to live. So get vaccinated and don't take medicine for horses. Good night. Two Girls One podcast is hosted by Allison Goldberg
0: and Lindsay Ford, then scrubbed for sensitive information by (laughs) government. (laughs) I mean, produced edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Additional editing by Avital Ehler. Production assistance is provided by The Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet.
3: The Podglomerate a sonic universe <laughs>